0: LinkedIn is more important now than ever, I think, right? You know, being able to connect virtually and build out your network of employers is huge. So the biggest thing that I look for is that everything is filled out. You know, you have a professional photo. You have your experience filled out, your education. You know, this is really your digital resume. So even if you aren't looking right now, you're not applying to jobs. You're not applying to internships. Recruiters are looking for you. Hello, it's Marcy Bullock with season two of your favorite career readiness podcast. Learn tips on personal and professional development, hear inspiring stories of overcoming obstacles. I devote my life to helping other people figure out what to devote theirs to. This is Marcy Bullock with the most important five Ps stay present, trust the process, explore your path release the pressure valve, and unleash your potential.
1: Hello, Wolfpack. My name is Jaden White, and today with me, I have Amber Lawrence of The Select Group. Welcome, Amber. I am so happy to have you here today. And could you please tell me a little bit about yourself? Yes.
0: Hi, everybody. Um, Thank you so much, Jaden, for having me on. I'm very excited to be a part of this. Um, My name is Amber Lawrence. I'm the Campus Relations Manager at the Select Group, also NC State alumni, so go pack. Um, But the Select Group, we are a technical services firm. Um, We're headquartered here right in Raleigh, North Carolina. But we offer different managed solutions, professional services, project-based resources to our clients. Um, Essentially, we take a consultation approach with solutions, which basically means we're just helping drive their technology initiatives. So we work with various different industries, technology, communication, financial, federal, etc. But we really are just helping them to achieve those strategic initiatives, organizational objectives, things like that. So... um, my role specifically, campus relations manager. So I'm responsible for all things recruiting on our university and college campuses, working with our partners, developing relationships. I do a lot of different professional development workshops, you know, classroom presentations, student work presentations. But most of all, my primary role is connecting with awesome students on campus, recruiting for different opportunities we have internally for any internships or full-time roles.
1: That's great. So I actually met Amber through a mutual connection through NC State as well, which is how I was able to gain my internship with the select group. So and she was an amazing recruiter. Just wanted to let you know that. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So since this pandemic started, the job market has changed a lot. And I like a good representation that I think it is would be survival of the fittest. And by that, I just mean that you see less job openings, happening and bigger applicant pools, meaning that competition has increased a lot. So that is looking as a job hunter. My first question for you would be, how has recruiting changed since the pandemic began?
0: Great question. Um, I think, you know, especially when it comes to recruiting on campus, it's had a huge switch, right? Everything before that we used to do in person and face to face from career fairs, networking events, you know, being able to actually promote your brand and recruit students in that, you know, in person environment has totally switched. So everything has gone virtual. All campus programming is done online these days. So It's definitely been, I think, new for the employer side, the campus side, the student side, right? We're all kind of navigating together, which has has been nice. I think everybody's giving everybody a little bit of grace (laughs) as we uh, make our way through it. But I think a big thing to note too is kind of how you said right now, right? It is different. Not as many people are hiring, you know, Applicant pool is bigger. One big thing I always like to remind students though is people are hiring. I think that there is this kind of narrative that we're telling ourselves right now that, you know, the world has changed. People are, you know, definitely being affected negatively, losing jobs, layoffs, furloughs, right? Like that is a very real thing that's happening and it is a struggle, but There are companies who are growing still. They are hiring. So I think a big thing, you know, just as a reminder to students is, you know, employers when we're coming to these different workshops or career fairs, like those are companies who want to meet you because they are hiring. So don't get too discouraged and feeling like, oh my gosh, you know, I have graduation coming up or I really need this summer internship, but feeling like there's no hope or opportunities out there because there definitely is. We're just switching how we're doing the networking. We're connecting virtually to make those opportunities happen. But figuring out what is out there employer wise for me to get involved in and making that effort, getting out there and promoting yourself because there are jobs to be found and um, lots of opportunities to take advantage
1: of. Hearing that, honestly, was like a breath of fresh air because I know that I am not the only student that thought that you know, okay, job, like I said, they're getting harder to come by. But as you said, they're still here. They're still out there. And you still have the opportunity to get them.
0: Absolutely. And it can be discouraging, right? If we're constantly telling ourselves, oh, you know, there's there's no jobs, So why would I take the time out of my day to go sign up for a career fair? Or why would I go to an employer's talk about something? Because you feel that discouragement of, well, there's no... Well, I put myself out there, right? And telling yourself that can definitely... Be a negative thing kind of with your confidence, how you're showing up to interviews when you are meeting employers. So I think that minds or mental switch of, you know, what you're telling yourself as you're on the job search is huge.
1: Yes, ma'am. That was really good information. And I thank you so much for that. So the next topic that I want, th- wanted to touch on would be the importance of LinkedIn to recruiters. So all throughout my college career, at least. You hear it in professional development classes. You hear it during professional development events and programs. But first off, create a LinkedIn. Second, create connections and, you know, make sure that your LinkedIn is up to date and it reflects positively on who you are as a person. So my question to you would be, what do you pay attention to most when viewing a potential candidate's LinkedIn profile?
0: Yes. So LinkedIn is more important now than ever. I think, right? You know, being able to connect virtually and build out your network of employers is huge. So the biggest thing that I look for is that everything is filled out. You know, you have a professional photo. You have your experience filled out, your education. You know, this is really your digital resume. So even if you aren't looking right now, you're not applying to jobs. You're not applying to internships. Recruiters are looking for you right? I'm on LinkedIn every single day, looking at people's profiles, their experiences, trying to connect and reach out to them that way. So that's a, such an easy way to get yourself out there and brand yourself to companies that maybe you wouldn't have thought or seen before. Maybe it's an opportunity that you hadn't thought of, but you hop on a quick 15-minute phone call because they saw your LinkedIn profile. They were excited about your experience. And you learn about a job opportunity that you absolutely love, you just have never heard of before, right? It's it's definitely an opportunity to expand those connections, expand your knowledge of what's out there, be a little bit more open minded, you know, as the job market is so different. I think we all need to be a little bit more open minded right now of what is that next step? You know, after graduation, what do I want to get into? Maybe internship wise, what's something new I can try to just see if that's a path that I enjoy. Um, so that's a great way to really help get your name out there, not only to people you want to connect with, but people who want to connect with you. And if you're not doing it, you're doing yourself a huge disservice, right? Like if you have a resume, you have a LinkedIn profile. You work so hard on creating this awesome resume to send out to people, but copy and paste exactly what's on there in your LinkedIn it doesn't have to be this whole extra obligated task where you feel like you're spending hours trying to create this perfect profile. Use your resources that you already have. time and energy you've already put into that document can easily be how you're making sure your LinkedIn profile is in like top-notch shape. Employers are going to be super excited when they see it. So that's a big thing for me. Did you take the time to fill it out? Do you have everything you're doing on there? Um, and then I make sure, of course, that you know there's certain things that stand out from there. But when I see a profile that has just like their school and that's it, right? Their name and their school. To me, that's saying, okay, you know, maybe you had a class, but this is a box you had to check to make one. Say you have one on there, um, but you didn't really take the initiative to go any further. So I would say make sure everything is filled out. Spend the time to do it.
1: Awesome. And what would be one of the biggest red flags when you're looking at a LinkedIn profile?
0: Yes, I think biggest red flags, one, right, just just when you have your school and your name, and that's it. Um, That to me is just telling me, you know, you're not taking that next step to, you know, really take your professional development or networking seriously. I think it's an easy thing to do. If you really sit down and put your mind to it, you don't have to spend too much time. Um, so when there's not a profile or it's not filled out, that to me is a little bit of a red flag. Um, I also would be really mindful of the photo that you're putting on there. LinkedIn is not, you know, your typical social media, right? I think a lot of different opportunities with like career centers pre-COVID. I'm not sure, you know, what it looks like now, but a lot of career centers will allow you to come in and they'll take a professional photo of you. Um, if that's not an option, Due to certain circumstances right now, you know, whether through the school or personally, find you know a blank wall, <laughs> stand in front of it, right? Put on a nice top, um, and just take a photo that's professional because, you know, the last thing I want to see is a filtered, you know, Snapchat selfie on a LinkedIn. Right? That's, <laughs> that's just not, it's not the place. So just being aware of the audience that you are trying to connect with and promote yourself to on LinkedIn and making sure you're tailoring the content or the photos that you're posting or, you know, the content that you're creating for a LinkedIn post. Just being aware of who it's going to and being really intentional that you're being professional
1: in those aspects. Awesome. Um, bouncing off of LinkedIn and the information that you just gave us. You also mentioned creating connections. So LinkedIn is one of, the, I believe, one of the best sources to reach out to individuals all around the world. So one of the things that we've always heard is it's not what you know that's going to get you a job, but it's who you know that will get you a job. And I've had some personal experience with that myself um, when I first heard that saying and how professors always stress creating those connections. In my mind... And probably in other students' minds as well, it was, okay, I have a good GPA. I have extracurricular activities. I understand that, you know, I do need connections, but I feel that my GPA, my extracurriculars, and the fact that I, I match up to the qualifications on this job description will make me a good candidate. And my mindset is probably one of the reasons I didn't get internships in the past. So. I believe for me, one of the reasons that I didn't prioritize creating those connections in the beginning was because I didn't know how to create those connections. I didn't know how to reach out to people. So what tips would you give the NC State students about creating connections?
0: That's a great point. And I think that's very real for a lot of people, whether it's you don't know how to do it or it can be intimidating, right? I know when I was a student, like it's so easy for me now seeing the other side to say, yes, take advantage of this. but. I'll be the first to tell you, you know, full transparency, when I was a student, I wasn't taking advantage of things like I should have, right? And looking back now at how much I know my role is around wanting to get in front of students, like, I think that's one thing to keep in mind. Employers who are coming out to campus, who are looking for engagement opportunities with you, who are working closely with your career centers, like, those are people who want to meet you. NC State State students you're great, right? You're getting a great education. You're bringing so many skills to the table that employers want. They want to be meeting you and talking to you. So I think first and foremost, just remembering that when going into any of these situations, because it can be intimidating going to talk to potential employers, whether you're looking at internships or full-time jobs, it's new, right? We don't have a lot of confidence in that quite yet with the interview skills and having those networking conversations. So it can be scary. So first and foremost, I think, remember that they are there because they want to meet you. That is their goal. They want to hire top talent and NC State has that. So keeping that top of mind will hopefully help you have a little bit more confidence going into those conversations, feel a little bit more at ease, not quite as nervous going into that. But I think in addition to that, you know, your your initial question of, you know, what are some tips to create these connections, you know, outside of maybe just LinkedIn, you know, sending an invite. Um, I think a great way is taking advantage of the networking that your campus, you know, career centers offer. So even though we are virtual right now, there are career fairs, there are workshops, you know, there are employers who are still engaging. So taking the time to really be present at those, try to you know, turn your camera on, unmute and ask a question if you have one, Um, those are students that are going to stand out to an employer they're going to be the names that they remember. Maybe they jot down, right? Somebody who's taking initiative to connect with them in those real-time moments. But also, maybe for some reason, you can't turn on your camera, right? Maybe you're in a setting that's not quiet enough to unmute. You don't want to disrupt it. So I think an awesome way to do a connection from that still is immediately after that presentation or that event, go find them on LinkedIn. And instead of just sending a connection, add a little blurb of like, Hey, you know, I, I attended this and it was so great to hear from you. Or maybe share one takeaway, your biggest takeaway from the conversation, just to get the conversation going. Um, or maybe if you have a dream company, company that you would love to work for and you've applied, but you're not hearing anything back, go on LinkedIn. Find the people who are doing the hiring, right? Find those recruiters, find those hiring managers, and send them a note directly sharing that interest and, you know, that excitement about joining their team. Because to me, like, when I have somebody who's like, hey, Amber, I am so excited about the opportunity I saw. Not sure if you've been able to review my resume yet, but I would love to be a part of your team. Like, that's a candidate that I'm going to think of and be impressed by, right? I want to call them, I want to learn more. So, I think that's a great way to just stand out and connect with employers, Um, but also just not being a lurker on LinkedIn. That's something else that comes to mind. You know, I think it's easy to say, okay, get a LinkedIn. It's filled out. Check, right? We're ready to go. But if you're actually reposting articles that are related to industries you're excited about or things that companies that you love are posting and, you know, reposting those or commenting and liking on those, creating your own content, like, The more that you're active on LinkedIn, the more you're going to show up on other people's timelines. So that's keeping yourself top of mind for them because they'll be like, Oh my gosh, I keep seeing Jaden's name pop up. She is like super passionate in this space. And when I have a job, you know, posting open or a requirement come from one of my hiring managers that I want to fill quickly, I'm going to think of those people that I've met. I'm going to think of those people who are standing out and call them first and foremost, right? Get the ball moving. So much as you can do to stay on their radar and to share that excitement and interest in what they're doing, I think that's going to really help you build stronger connections.
1: That honestly was a wake-up call for me when you said don't be a lurker. Uh, <laughs> I will admit that, yeah, I am a lurker right now, and I do need to be more active on LinkedIn. So for one, this podcast will help out tremendously. But um, as you said, with being active on LinkedIn, other than maybe a podcast or posting articles from industries that you're interested in. Are they other than looking at a resume, what types of I guess document do you guys like to look at on LinkedIn?
0: Great question. I think, you know, it's so important to stand out right now, right? And and that's a great way to do it. So I think it really depends on the type of job you're looking for, the industry that you're looking to go into. So I think first and foremost, maybe just really getting a sense of, okay, you know, if I'm looking for a marketing position, they're probably going to want to see examples of different marketing materials I've created or different campaigns that I've created. Um, you know, for the majority of our workforce, we look for a lot of sales professionals to join our team. So that's going to be a little different, right? That's going to be more transferable skills. You know, what different, you know, interaction have you had on campus? What are you doing, you know, in terms of an extra job or, you know, what, whatever it is, right? It's going to be a little different than like an actual, here's an example of my work. So. My first suggestion would be really get a clear idea of what are employers in the space that I want to go into really looking for and interested in seeing, and then making sure that you're doing those, right? Promoting those. And it doesn't have to be this whole thing that you are creating content just to post. Use what you're doing in school, right? If your classes have projects, if you're writing papers, you're creating content, use that and upload on there. You know, maybe you want to adjust it a little bit so it's not so specific to one thing or maybe you take some stuff out so it's a little bit more direct to the point than maybe the assignment you had for your class was. You can definitely do that, but use what you have, use what you're doing, really promote what's happening in the classroom and how that can actually be transferred into your career post graduation or into your internship that you're having. So that would be my biggest suggestion is use what you have promote that. Um, And then in terms of like articles and things, I think the more that you're showing that interest and that you're staying up to date in that industry and, you know, interested in changes and companies within that, or just the industry as a whole, I think sharing those, commenting on those being really engaging with those types of, content that's coming out, even if you're not creating the content yourself, that's still going to show that degree of interest and excitement and wanting to dive deeper into that
1: type of industry. Thank you so much for that information. That is going to help me out a lot as well because that's one thing that I struggled with personally. I would look at um, LinkedIn profiles of other students and I'd see just all this content that they had and their LinkedIn's look great. And I'm like, okay, what do I have that I can post that's actually, you know, like you said, applicable to my career and what I want to do. So for me, I know I'm going to start posting more about HR articles that I like to read and just reposting those. Yeah,
0: Absolutely. Sometimes we're hard on ourselves, right? We can compare ourselves to other people that we're seeing and get really down and be like, oh, they've had more internships than me or they have documents on their profile. But I think you got to get out of that headspace, right? Because... As long as you are doing and controlling what you can control, and highlighting what you have done, because I think sometimes we forget not the things that aren't easily like, hey, this is experience, right? It's easy to say, hey, I've got this internship. Let me tell you all about it. But we're not paying attention to. Well, I'm also really heavily involved in the student organization that is constantly talking about this industry and staying up to date. We're not talking about the projects we're doing in in our classroom where. We're getting real life experience just in a classroom, right? We're practicing those real life skills. So really sitting down to understand what have I done? What experience do I have that maybe isn't directly standing out to me? And how do I sell that, right? A LinkedIn, a resume, an interview, you're selling yourself. If you're going in thinking, hey, I don't have experience because I don't have what, you know, who the student over here has. And you're going into that already feeling like you're not as equipped for the position because of that. Your interviewer is going to be able to tell, right? That's going to be something that they can pick up on. But if you go in with confidence of like, Hey, this is what I've done, not focusing on what you're missing. That's going to stand out and get them excited and see, you know, how you're making those correlations of how you're going to come in and make an impact quickly.
1: That's good information. Thank you so much for that. My final question for you. So I'm just going to set the scene real quick. So basically we're about 20 years into the future. 19 to 20 years. So the year is 2040. Ooh. What advice would you give to your 2020, I guess, 2021 self?
0: Ooh, that's a good question. I'm talking to me today, 20 years down the road. I think the biggest thing, I think the biggest thing I would look back and tell myself is, um, you know, making sure that I'm controlling what I can control right now and doing the best that I can to make the most of this time. Um, I think there's a lot of pressure to feel like you have had to take advantage of this time to learn something totally new or become a great cook. And goodness, I've not done that. So <laughs> really giving myself a break and being like, what are you doing right now to help yourself and promote yourself and grow and learn? And it doesn't have to be in a way that other people think it has to be. But what are you doing to better yourself? Um, a big thing for me that's important to me That's something that the select group has really fostered and helped me understand more about and really encouraged me to do more is always learning something personally and professionally, right? How are you growing? Because if you're not showing up for yourself personally, you're not going to show up professionally either. You have to make sure you're taking time for both. And in this world where we've gone from working from home to living at work, you have to really navigate. Okay am I making sure that I'm checking the boxes for me? You know, am I taking time to get outside and go for a walk and not feel like since my computer is here all the time that I constantly have to be dialed in and available every second. Right. And that's for me, a pool that I feel, I feel like I need to always be on because I'm home, I, you know, it's here. So I think looking back, my advice would be, you know, make sure you're showing up for yourself. And for your company, you know, right. You're be a high performer in your personal life, as much as you are in your professional life and give yourself that permission to say, it's okay. When I feel overwhelmed or I feel stressed to go get outside for a minute and clear my head or to walk away. If I need to, if I have some personal things going on and just make, the most of the situation that we're in. We're all trying to navigate it. We're all trying to figure out what works for us still, right? It's been almost a year, which is crazy to think since everything is shut down, but it's still a learning process. It's so new and different and completely flipped from what my normal was before. So just being able to give myself permission to cut myself a little bit of slack from time to
1: time. I love that you said showing up for yourself personally. And showing up for yourself professionally, that's huge. And honestly, that's something that I have been lacking myself. So, yeah, it's something that I need to work on as well. And I'm not going to leave you alone in this question. I'm going to answer it myself as well. So, (laughs) Something that what I would tell myself in 2040. So, 2040 me would tell myself today that you are enough and that you are fine, just fine where you are right now and that you're supposed to be where you are right now so I like to try to rush things and I'm realizing that you can't do that you know so I'm working on just taking it day by day step by step piece by piece and that the things that I worry about today are not going to be they're not going to be important 20 years down the road so not just just don't stress so much right now you know enjoy the now and don't worry about tomorrow
0: yes yes I absolutely love that. Don't sweat the small stuff. Cause we do. I do it. I overthink. I will get all up in my head about one thing. And then a week from then, I'm like, wait, why was I freaking out? Like <laughs> it all worked out just fine. Um, I love that. That's great advice.
1: Well, those are all the questions that I have for you today. And once again, I just wanted to thank you for all the valuable information that you gave out during this discussion. And not only did you help thousands of nc state students but i know that you helped me personally with just the information that you gave out today and just wanted to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to speak to us
0: thank you i i appreciate your time and for having me to be a part of this